On this week's episode of the Overrun Show, Chase details his horrible experience with cars and bids and tells us why you should never sell a car on there ever again. Right? I don't know that it was eh, I don't know that it was actually the cars that yeah, the cars and bids part actually was pretty flawless. Cars and bids can't do anything about the people on their website, generally speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we'll get to towards the back end of this was kind of the problem. I actually don't really even blame the guy that much to a degree for some stuff. Yeah. Other stuff, yes, but like it's just, <clears throat> you know, this is really more about what kind of car buyer you want to be um, yeah. and how it grenades other people and how a shop grenaded me. We'll talk about how Discount Tire got me in the ass, too. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like, let's let's start before I had even listed the car. Um, you know, I, I had taken the car to discount tire for new tire pressure sensors. And in my GTI, they're like drive to reset. There's no button. Um, it turns out it's the one model year where there isn't, which is super dumb. Regardless, uh, you know, I, I was told to just like drive them. And I kept going back and trying to do the reset process and finally had to just like disclose in the auction as as I kind of got all of my photos in and, and all of the maintenance records. Um, you know, I kind of just had to be like, listen, like the tire pressure light is on. Like I've tried to turn it off and do the reset procedure and it won't work. The tires do have a warranty and that's kind of where I left it with the auction. Yeah. Uh, and then I explained in greater detail that I'll probably get into here what the situation was with the, when the buyer picked up the car. That aside, I mean, like we, you know, getting the photos in and getting videos in and getting the car on there, uh, pretty much anything to do with interacting with their website or the yeah. people that work there was very easy, generally very fast. Uh, I had a little bit of a delay with my title, which you and I talked about a little bit, where here in Colorado, you have 60 days to register your car. Um, and I was inside of that 60 days before I even decided, when I decided I was going to sell the car, because uh, I have a problem. Brian Scott would call it a car cane problem. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And... I put a water pump in it, and that's what kind of made me be like, all right, I don't know if I want to do the Volkswagen thing again. And uh, everything else with the whole cars and bids thing was pretty easy. That titling delay, because of the, uh, because of that, it, it took like an extra week to get it listed. But everything went fine. I decided to go no reserve. I don't know if I would do that again, um, because. I didn't have a ton of bidders to start with. I sold my car. It's got 48,000 miles on it, and it was pretty rough cosmetically mm -hmm. um, for my dad. The paint was in okay shape, but he had dinged up the body a little bit, just treating it like a work truck, um, throwing his mountain bike in the back and stuff like that. And I think that that kind of led to the outcome. So I sold the car for 12.5. Realistically, I was hoping for 14 um a week earlier before i took down the ebay listing i was offered 14.5 who knows if that would have panned out but yeah, i right. you know everybody is every i guarantee you 85 percent of the users on cars and bids would probably be like the no reserve ones at least would probably be like yeah man like i wanted a little bit more money yeah uh because everybody thinks their car is worth more than it is myself probably included so we'll we'll just call that a wash, you know, but the the nice thing was that I was put in touch with the buyer immediately after when you go through the auction, they even give you a little checklist in their in their like chat window box that you can get to. Yeah. Like, here's everything you need to complete a sale. If you guys are separate uh, cars and bids will even ship your car for you. Now you can get a quote if you oh. buy or sell a car. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was all pretty did easy. Did you? Did you actually like, go through that? I didn't, did I didn't do it. Sorry. It's just if you're a buyer, I think. Um, oh, okay. I actually should have checked because that would have saved me quite a lot of work. Yeah. Um, as as it turns out. But what ended up happening was, you know, the the buyer comes to pick up the car and he's an elderly gentleman. Mm -hmm. But he flew out two days after the auction ended with cash in hand, uh, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, I don't know how often that happens on cars and bids. I know they offer financing. Yeah. Um, light, you know, it's I believe. Yeah, I think so. Um you know, and like your mileage may vary. My buyer was great with the cash part of this transaction. Yeah. However, his comprehension due to, I think, his age and his unpreparedness to own the vehicle um, kind of has become tiresome. I regret the guy having my phone number. <laughs> you know, he, he has um, 
you know, he's called me multiple times after the paperwork has changed hands. And as much as I'm willing to help someone understand their new car, um, the man asked me if the turbo was on all the time. Oh, no. Uh, or if he had to do something for the turbo. You know, no. the Golfs are all turbocharged engines. I'm sure anybody listening to this knows that turbos are, you know, work much like the sun. They, <laughs> they come up and they, you know, they're, they're they there in perpetuity. <laughs> yeah, they're, and they're there in perpetuity. Like, yeah. right. Um, this guy, he was telling me that he's got a 2018 GT350 that has been tuned by Hennessy. It was a twenty-five thousand dollars job. That is sounding more and more like a lie. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, he said he'd had a few other cars, and this car was replacing his vibe that had like his Pontiac vibe that had two hundred and eleventy billion miles on it. Yeah. I mean, um, but the guy, you know, so. it was an hour to an hour and a half in the airport parking lot trying to tell him how to operate a modern vehicle. Yeah. Um, he didn't know how to turn the headlights on. He didn't understand that the paddles on the back of the steering wheel can be used to change the gears on the automatic transmission. He clearly never driven a car with a dual clutch that I'm fine explaining again, um, you know, but these are all things that if you are trying to buy a car at auction, you should definitely look at. Yeah, um, agreed. You know, the guy didn't get an inspection. I The car is pretty straight, you know. Uh, yeah. Mechanically, I did a bunch of work on it. Personally, I would never buy a car with an inspection. The car that I'm buying now has not been purchased yet because I'm waiting on the results of one, as yeah. a matter of fact. The real issue, however, him notwithstanding, is as we're going through this car, you know, I, the cars and bids people are messaging me on the weekend and they're being like, hey, like, how's everything going? said he was flying out saturday has everything gone smoothly yeah obviously like as we talked about in the last show they have a vested interest in making sure that this transaction goes very well yeah for sure um you know and unfortunately you know some aspects of the transaction didn't go so well and it's not the buyer's fault and it's not even cars and bids fault um you know it is the fault of a tire shop um so I took the car to discount tire for those sensors, like I said. Mm -hmm. And my car has locking lug nuts on it. All of them are locking with a security key. Yeah, yeah. Discount lost the key. Oh. So him and I realized this together in real time in the airport parking lot. The money hasn't changed hands yet. Yeah. The title paperwork has not been signed. So now I'm like, is this like, this is, a deal is this guy going to buy my car? Right. Like, right. Because his concern is, what if I get a flat? Right. Yeah, fair. If I get a flat in the middle of nowhere, very fair. And I was like, listen, like a tow truck, you know, they might have to break some stuff, but like they'll be able to get a wheel off. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. call a tow, or at least they'll be able to flatbed you to a dealer that can. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to be totally out in the cold, um, literally, because he was driving the car back to Illinois. Yeah. Um, so at this point, I'm kind of like, well, what do I do? Like, where is it? And initially, I thought it was another shop I had taken the car to to have the sensors reset. Uh, and then I figured out it was discount. Um, and as of now, I still haven't spoken with discount. Uh, they open tomorrow. So hopefully this has been resolved by the time anybody hears this. Yeah. But, um, you know, if you give a wheel key to discount, be super extra triple sure that they put it back because it was in the glove box when I dropped it off. And when I cleaned the car out with him, it was gone. And now it's obviously like my problem. We did the transaction, you know, but it yeah. was kind of heavily implied that he was going to make my life kind of shitty if yeah. um, if he didn't get that wheel key, which is understandable because it's three hundred dollars to just get a new set of wheel lugs for that car. Yeah, yeah, no, you know, let alone the expensive. removal of one. Yeah. So, oh, and then he called me uh, about three hours after he had left, freaking out because the. I guess the dome light switches were sticking or he couldn't figure out how to operate them. One of the two, you know, I wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, and he was worried that they were going to drain the battery. And I kind of had to like walk him off a cliff and tell him how to turn the dome lights off permanently. Um, Cause there's obviously the little toggle switches on the dome yeah. lights. And there's also a rocker switch for like, whether you want it on the doors or on or off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And I had to like explain to him how that worked and that if he put it on, the off position and then got out of the car and locked it, it would turn the dome lights off. And he just like, it took maybe 20 minutes to explain that to him over the phone. So, yeah, you know, I guess the moral of the story is do your research before you buy a car at auction sight unseen. Um, 
because yeah i may not be your seller <laughs> right yeah for sure which is it's just kind of surprising that he knew literally little to nothing but i don't know i just couldn't it's just weird i don't know especially with, with what you told me like you know how he has the gt350 or whatever the cobra whatever it is um yeah and then he just knew so little about the gti which i guess is i don't know i just feel they're like different they are different but gtis are also so common so i feel like i guess if you're into cars not necessarily that you're into gtis but you you would at least know be a loosely little aware bit. Uh, and certainly if you yeah. have a supercharged i mean if you ask them if you ask if you ask a euro kid you know like hey have you heard of a camaro they'd they'd still say yes yeah, right and and vice versa so like him yeah. not knowing was kind yeah. of maybe kind of a red flag that that transaction was going to be less than smooth um but the money has changed hands and i'm going to help him as best i can and we'll, yeah. we'll kind of see how it develops yeah, I had a uh, I watched a video a while ago. I think it was it was pretty shortly after Cars and Bids bid ugh, Cars and Bids had launched. Um so this is probably late 2020, I want to say. Um and there was a guy, he was on YouTube. He he sold a I believe it was a Hellcat. I think he had that he sold through Cars and Bids. And of course, it was like one of 200 that was built on a Saturday you know at right uh, you know it's whatever he, the, the car had a lot of sentimental value to him because i think him and his dad had worked on it together and his dad had since passed away i think that it was a couple years old so whatever Something like that yeah there's a lot of like sentimental value in it and his complaint with cars and bids is that they what he essentially was trying to say was that they had pressured him into going no reserve he went no reserve and oh. he he received where did you where did you read this again uh i didn't read it it was, it was a video that somebody it was a video a, a youtuber oh, okay. had posted this is starting to sound familiar yeah but essentially what he was trying what he was saying is that he felt pressured into going no reserve so he did eventually even though he originally wanted a set of reserve and then the car came in under the whatever reserve amount he was gonna that he would have anyway. wanted to set. yeah so and he was like, whatever, I still got good money for it, you know, but his, his big, you know, argument was that, you know, I also, there was a lot of value to this car to me and, you know, whatever else. Yeah, that you can't necessarily price out. Yeah, which don't, to me, the answer is pretty simple. Don't sell the car. Like if, if there is. Yeah, if you're kind of on the fence like that, generally speaking, then it's probably a good idea to hang on to the car until you're not. Yeah, well, you know, and I don't know. It was, he then went on to say that he had to sell the car in order to do other projects for his YouTube channel because his YouTube channel was like, like building like crazy builds. Oh, so it was a business case. It's more of a business transaction. Forced him into the transaction. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. I just, I think that, you know, and this I, this was what a challenger, right? It was a, is that what she said? Challenger. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was a Hellcat. Uh, some, it might've been like the first like three ninety twos that they had or something, or maybe it was a demon. I can't remember. Yeah. Cause the demons were super, super, super limited. Yeah. And, but they're now, they're not as limited anymore, you know? Um, so this of, was a couple of years ago then, huh? Yeah, I think this is in twenty late twenty twenty. So like when the car market was really starting to go pretty nuts. Um, yeah, that's probably why he got the money he did for it, or at least part of the reason. I think he sold it probably two months too early. If he had yeah. waited just a little bit, he probably could have gotten a better result from it. But yeah. I remember when I bought my car. I bought my car in early twenty twenty one. And mm -hmm. literally the next month, if I wanted to go out and buy the same car that I have, I would have had to pay probably an extra five to 10 grand, depending on where I got it for the That's same mileage, same yeah. spec or whatever. Not that my car is special by any means, but <laughs> you know, the opposite. In fact, yeah, no, my <laughs> car is a dime a dozen. See him yeah. all the time, but that just was the way it was so i think he just sold it a little too early uh um, right you know but yeah i don't know i think it's it's an interesting thing well they know. 
So when you go to list it, and hold on, because I gotta get the cans off real yeah, quick. It's hot and it's a little warm in here. Well, what? A little toasty. Um, I didn't catch any of that. Oh, I just said a little toasty. You're you're, you're talking shit. Oh, okay. yeah, that's me. Um, so when I when I had like gone to sell the car, um, and you're going through the listing process, you they ask you like, yo, like you want to set a reserve? Um, right. And obviously, because I didn't, I don't know what that process is like. Um, and maybe it was different. You know, twenty late twenty twenty was still kind of early days for cars and bids. Um, they yeah. definitely built more of an audience but it was still you know as a business pretty young yeah um so i maybe some policies have changed internally uh you know i i'm certain that things have changed now with the investment from whoever those guys are i can't remember their names oh um, i don't know some group yeah the yeah they um regardless still you know is. maybe maybe some things are different <laughs> <laughs> that's why they, that's why they were like no reserve on the demon yeah uh, <laughs> no reserve do it um, but they just kind of ask you and you could be like, yes, no. Um, yeah. I, you know, like, it's not like they make you like go again and again and like triple confirm, like you set reserve or no reserve once that's it. Yeah. Maybe you talk to someone when you set a reserve. Yeah. Cause from hearing Doug talk about how people want to sell cars on that platform before it kind of does sound like you interact with someone to a degree yeah. when you want to set a reserve because, I think I and I, I would imagine that you would just because like let's say it's this demon thing, right? Yeah. And this or this dodge muscle car thing that this guy was talking about. Like if he wants two hundred fifty grand for whatever this thing is and it's like a three ninety two or something, not the you know, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, that car's not gonna sell and then cars and bids is gonna, you know, they got another bid to X dollar on their website, yeah. which is probably measured in a you know, somewhat negative way yeah um because obviously that means the car didn't sell and that's not good for them um well it's not really good for anyone yeah it's interesting though they they um you know that that reminds me when when i was talking to the buyer because i called him i called you first yeah and was like this is what it sold for because we were both a little worried or at least i was um you know watching it tick down yeah uh was super stressful i think that you know the further you get into life and if you have more cars and more money it's probably a little bit less so you know when, when it's your only car yeah and the next so. car depends on the auction price you know i kind of gambled right. i kind of lost a little bit not that bad though not yeah bad. i kind of lost you know i i lost a little bit um and like that kind of is what it is uh, yeah but they, they were you know they take um payment from the buyers uh yeah you know, i think it's their four and a half percent or whatever yeah, um, like and that. he was able to just pay them with like a credit card, actually. Oh. Um, so I guess if you're looking at you know engaging in that whole process, that's definitely something to kind of keep in mind. Yeah. Um, that was kind of interesting. But yeah, I mean, other than that, the process was pretty smooth. We'll see what happens with discount tire. I, you know, this is not something I want to be clear that is like specific to cars and bids. This yeah. could have happened with someone who lived down the street. You know, the fact that it sold on Cars and Bids has nothing to do with the problems I've had thus far. Yeah. The experience on Cars and Bids was pretty smooth. They did everything right on their end. My car just didn't bring the money I necessarily wanted, you know? Like, who wouldn't want their car to sell for another $1,500? Oh, sure. Or $2,000, like, duh. Yeah. You know, so, say la vie. Um, Yeah, and I think that we're also just in a really weird position. I think the GTI, you know, I think the GTI right now is probably a little bit more appealing than some of their cars, but there's a... There's a lot of cars that they list that are fucking weird, you know, that have no reserve that I'm sure don't garner enough attention, you know, or the, at least the attention that their owners like, want. for example, they've had a couple of Pajero Evos, you know, uh, up, I think they've had two up there in the past couple of weeks. To me, those are insanely cool cars. I'd love to own yeah. one. They're really, really interesting and very weird. Um, right. But. You know, right now with you know with the economy and the way things are going, keep going. Um, keep going. Oh yeah, you're good. Okay. Uh, so yeah, but just you know, right now with the way the economy is, people are trying to you know not make dumb purchases, and you know it's just kind of the way things go. Demand is starting to slow down. Interest rates have gone up, so financing is just not as viable yeah. anymore for some people. You know, so there's just 
the market or the demand is just diminished or whatever. Yeah. It'll... I I yeah. talked to a local credit union about some financing because I told you about this. The yeah. Oxford Green Car. Yeah. Uh, my obsession with that car continues. Mm-hmm. Um, and for April Fool's Day, I got got, and I got a little upset. But that's another story. You know, one of the one of the guys that's kind of in that really small niche community was kind of like, "Hey, like this is my car, thirty grand." Um, you know, it had one hundred sixteen thousand miles on it at the time, uh, and it seemed like, you know, basically a ten thousand dollar premium for the color. And I was like, "I'll get yeah. a pre purchase inspection done and knock that down." But I was like, "I have twelve five sitting around from this auction. I was supposed yeah. to buy this other car." Yeah. However, yeah. this is like the this is it. Yeah. You know. Like this is one of those cars I always say that if I could have, I would never sell. Yeah. Um, even with that mileage. Um and I bad. started talking to the guy and like three minutes into the conversation he pulls the rug out from under me. Mm. And but only after I had called local credit union and was like, I have twelve five for a down payment, can I finance the rest of this and what is the term gonna look like? Yeah. You know, and like admittedly I was just gonna go as long as I could. Yeah. You know, I was gonna Nissan finance that bitch. <laughs> Ninety six months. I was gonna, or yeah, bro. I was gonna put. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna. Like, I was, it was gonna be a mortgage for that car. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> why not? Fuck it. Ruin your. Credit. Yeah, who cares? Because I'm not gonna sell it. Like, yeah, I right. would have kept that car for five, six years if I ever sold it. You yeah, know, right? Uh, and like, that kind of stung because it's my dream spec, and yeah. that was that. That was sucky. wait. So how did they pull the but rug more out to the from under you? Well, halfway through, he was like, you know, like five or six messages in over the span of 20 minutes. He's like, haha, April Fool's. <laughs> okay. That's, so, that's like re- that's really? a weird like, thing to do. If you hit, hit me with it with the reply, let's see how far down we got. Let me just, let's yeah. get the receipts if I'm going to talk a little shit. Let's get so the receipts. So maybe it was I might be Fools. misremembering because I was a little upset. Yeah, that's weird. That's just you know, a weird so thing like, to do. Hey, I can finance the car right now, whatever. Yeah, sounds good. Oh, April Fool's. Yeah, I mean, so, so I I got the message out at like 1122. Mm-hmm. There's 20 minutes between that message and his response. Haha, April Fool's. Um, That's so weird. And in that 20 minutes, I'm already moving because I yeah. know that this, this guy's got two or 3,000 followers on Instagram. The reason that people follow this guy is because they want his fucking car. Yeah. quite frankly it's it's really not because he posts up some cool cars every once in a while yeah maybe it is um you know Probably a little that's bit not why i'm there yeah you know i'm, right. I'm there because i'm trying to figure out when this dude is going to sell his car and when someone in that community sells their car right uh and because he'll post and be like hey like at so-and-so is selling this one yeah you know like someone threw their green vert up on bring a trailer a few days ago yeah um and like so I called my bank, and you're right. Yeah, like interest rates are up, dude. Yeah, like, I have pretty solid credit, and they, uh, my credit has gotten much better since I last had an auto loan. When I had an yeah. auto loan, uh, I was at nine and change. Ooh, okay. Uh, and my credit score was really bad when I had that loan. Yeah. Um, and now my credit score is, I think, a hundred points higher. Yeah. And my income has improved drastically. Yeah. To boot and i gave them those numbers and they still told me like nine yeah well also, money's not cheap anymore also the car that you're financing to that also has to go into it as well it was the same car because i had the, the car i had the loan on was an 04 M3. oh yeah okay okay it was the it loan on the e, the original yeah. e46 that i own so yeah yeah that's i'm kind of in it because i was going to refinance my car right after we bought our house because i could go out and get a credit check or whatever the problem was is I'm in the same situation. My credit has dramatically improved. It's probably like 100 or 150 points higher than it was when I bought the car. Um, And my income has almost doubled since the last time uh, or since when I financed that car, uh, a little less than doubled. Even still, I mean, I got, I think, 7 or 8%, I think. Yeah. You know, which isn't that, like, it would save me some money or whatever every month, but not enough money to justify like going out, financing the loan again. Yeah. You know, I also bank with Capital One. That's who I have my auto loan with. And I already have other accounts at Capital One. So it just makes it easier for me to 
pay it all, you know. Um, yeah. Capital One's also you really can't good. put a dollar value on convenience as it turns. Capital out. One is also their customer service is really good. Um, remember when I had that dealership experience after my car got yes. stolen? We you might know, have talked about that. In on Capital this show. One. Oh, we can talk about that. I'll talk about that. I think. We, well, I think we did. Is what I'm saying. A while ago. Oh yeah, probably in one of the live streams that we talked about it. But yeah, we talked um, about it. No, but yeah, Regardless. just their customer support in general is really good, and the, especially with the the titling. If you need anything from them, um, they're really really responsive and super good. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I just I like Capital One, and no, I don't love the rate that I have right now. But it could be. It's not a fucking yeah. You know, uh, you're not getting your lunch taken. It's not a new that. Army recruit challenger vet or a challenger <laughs> rate. You know. Yeah. So it could be worse. Yeah, I mean. Plus, my insurance yeah. is pretty low no, no, also. So. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Insurance? Being lower, yes. Yeah, well, have you priced it point. out? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Probably should. <laughs> I just, look, I priced it out on another M3 mm-hmm. because I sold that car and was like, good lord, I, I, I shouldn't have done I have that. made a like, mistake. I, I wish I didn't. I wish, I really genuinely, <laughs> but like my financial circumstance at the time, I had to. Um yeah you know i like if you would have just, just waited it off, out dude like, yeah i know i know right literally three months or so now like six yeah a little um, longer than that it was, yeah. it was like six months but regardless you know it's come and gone yeah um i i think that the porsche will be just as interesting to own um yeah i think just in a much different way i think yeah so. Yeah, I'm I'm like really excited about it. I haven't been excited about this cheaper car yeah. ever really since like yeah. getting the GTI originally, my first GTI. Um, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be right around what I sold that M3 for, or I'm sorry, the GTI for. Um, yeah, and like, it's I mean like there's a certain degree of of uh, uh, whimsy that I like about that car, you know mm-hmm. that. Um, I, you're not getting in in something a little bit more pedestrian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely cool. I mean, I like them. I've always liked them. Um, I think I, the the more I have like done the research and started to look at them, the more the design of the um of the car has grown on me. Yeah. I I didn't like them at all for for the longest time. The Boxsters, the nine eight sixes. Um. I think that the later cars look a lot better. Because uh, they yeah. did a new nose in 2003, and it's way better. Yep. Yeah. If I get bored and I want to learn how to paint, maybe I'll do that at some point. You could. Because it would probably be really easy. Yeah. What color is on the ear? Well, not the painting. What you're trying to get the one I'm eyeing. Uh, let's let's power through the inspection situation. I'm getting a pre-purchase inspection done. These guys, Auto Works in San, uh, or sorry, no, not San Clemente, in Huntington Beach. Um, the dealer takes the car there and uh turns out he didn't take the car there he took it to the wrong shop an hour and a half late so the car is now sat at the shop originally the inspection was supposed to be done on friday it's now sunday Mm. uh, and i won't find out the results of the inspection until monday so maybe i'm buying this car maybe i'm not yeah now with that out of the way what also depends on the inspection altogether as well that's what i'm saying yeah Yeah. depending on the result pending the results of this inspection i am or am not buying this arena red 2000 porsche boxster right um, and it's a base model, you know, I, it's like, they're, they're cheap, you know, they are, I, well, they're yeah. a bargain. I don't think they're cheap. They're I think the they're just a bargain, Porsche. dude. They're super. Yeah. They're not like, they're not, they're, they're cheap at a fiduciary level. They're not cheap like cars. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, I think that they <laughs> no, are, still uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, everybody like bags on the nine, eight sixes for, and the nine, nine sixes for their interiors. So I'm curious to see what that's like. Yeah. I think that that's going to be interesting. And obviously like, as you and I have talked about off mic, like I'm going to find out. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I totaled up the mileage with, uh, uh, another journalist friend of mine who's going to do a little bit of this with me i'm doing a big road trip with it mm-hmm. and it's like north of 2000 miles of driving jesus uh, yeah because i figured out how to get around you know you know these early boxers trash control is an optional extra and a lot of people didn't order it well yeah why would you i mean that's i i don't know i would have on a sixty-five thousand dollar car in you know two in 2000 2001 was 2002. it really that expensive then? yes Jesus. adjusted for inflation that's what they're like yeah 
Okay, now I see why people hated them when they came out. Um, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Um, or maybe that's not adjusted. I don't. I can't remember. No, that's not adjusted for inflation. So they're they were really expensive. So, you know, I mean, Porsches they're probably were pushing expensive. Eighty. Eighty. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of money, right? And like, I if it's if I'm in that position, like, shit, yeah, I'm gonna order traction control on that. Yeah. Almost oh, six figure sure. car. Duh. But regardless, the point is that some people didn't. Yeah. And it's April on the Rockies when I'm, or it's going to be the first week of May when I'm driving this back. The car is on all seasons, but I kind of didn't want to go to the Rockies uh, on the way home from the Southern California area because I'm a little nervous about, you know, no traction control, all season tires, Continental Divide. Yeah. It just sounds like, you know, it sounds like something, some blog that I'm going to be writing three months later, how I crashed my Porsche Boxster on the Continental Divide and left it there or something. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. I just don't, I don't want to roll the dice. You don't want to so end up I in think, a compilation video, dude. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I don't want to be that guy that, like, ruins ski traffic for everybody, like the last few good runs of the season, and I jackknife yeah. my shit in the Eisenhower Tunnel. Oh, yeah. It's inside Colorado baseball, but it's, you know, it's like a two-lane tunnel up, and it literally goes through the Continental Divide yeah. uh, here, in, here in Colorado, and it's it, great. it basically separates the plains from, um, you know, the Western Rockies. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you know, and, like, people will crash in there, and it shuts traffic down for a long time, obviously. Because there's yeah, nowhere I mean, to go. We'll see if that car is straight. At least I'm not... You know, I'm I'm doing an inspection. I'm doing it right. I'm hopefully going to get a pretty clean car. Yeah. Um, you'll have to drive it when I get back. We'll see what happens with it. Yeah, I mean, I think you will. I mean, a lot of the boxers that I've seen, those 986s, I mean, a lot of them were bought by old people, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Like, Every, like, the listings. I should have been sending you A lot of them have. These, you can they're find pretty them, fun to read. Part of the reason why they're, they've remained so cheap is that there are so many of them that are really low miles have been pretty well maintained or taken care of. I mean, there's obviously you'll see listings here and there from somebody, but for the most part, you can find a low mileage, even in Colorado, which is not known for uh, rear wheel drive cars with zero traction control. You can find or convertibles for that matter. Yeah. Oh yeah. And convertibles. That's the thing. The ones yeah. that I do find here almost always have the hard top. Well, I've never found a hard top here when I've looked. Yeah, I yeah. I the ones that I have found because I have about ten or fifteen tabs open still of yeah. candidates. Um, I, the thing is that this one is just priced so right. Yeah. So hopefully it pans out. I'm obviously a little nervous about it. Yeah, but no, I mean <laughs> those things. Like I was saying, I mean you can find them pretty easily with low miles yeah. and stuff, which is good. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. But the I mean the game plan here is, you know, we'll I'll I'll buy the car. If it's this one, I'll buy this one. Mm -hmm. And then me and a buddy are gonna drive all the way up the Pacific Coast Highway to the Luftgekult event uh in San Francisco, which if you're not familiar, is uh just like a uh Porsche nerd mating ritual. Um <laughs> You know, you you go you go and you bring your air cooled. Luftgekult literally means air cooled in, in Deutsch. Nice. Um, that, that is in, in I can't remember my German's terrible in in German. Yeah. In Deutsch, that's what that means. Um, and it's like it's now a two day event, so it used to just be the day. So I'll be working hopefully. Yeah. If Road and Track wants to get back to me. <laughs> they're on strike though so like <laughs> they might be getting back to you pretty quickly Who knows? Yeah. or not, or not. <laughs> because they're on strike <laughs> oh i was just thinking they might need to you know get some replacements in while everybody else oh is on strike. right yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's true well the guy that's supposed to be reviewing this pitch and i'm not gonna like drop names but one of their union members is who supposedly has this pitch sitting on his desk oh gotcha so to speak yeah and so like i definitely know that like that might not get answered in a reasonable time frame yeah um but we'll see i regardless like i'm gonna do it because yeah. now my buddy has made it a work thing right and him and i are gonna go uh, and the tickets are like really cheap. The tickets are like forty five bucks. Like I have because auto journalists, like I have airline miles. Yeah. So like the hotel will be cheap. 
it'll be a good way to get familiar with this car find out if the interior is as terrible as everybody says yeah um and put some miles on it before i bring it home uh because we'll drive back down as well and we'll do both days of luft the second day that they added is for water-cooled newer porsches oh cool so 996 and up yeah basically or 986 and up if we want to talk about other models they were saying that there's going to be like Cayennes and Panameras, and it's kind of this weird like Luftgekult and the air water. I can't remember what the weird buzzy name of the second day is. Uh, I'll try and find it here while we're while I'm talking. But like it's it's kind of like car show, but there's also like an aftermarket sh- you know component to it where people sure. will kind of show off builds. Yeah, Gunther Works is just there hanging out. In all likelihood, yeah, I nice, would be willing be cool. to Gunther bet Works that be Peter sick. Nam and Gunther Works will be there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they do some cool shit. I I'm excited to see like some Cayennes because people they're getting cheap and people are like overlanding them now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've cars and bids. Sorry, it all goes back to cars and bids. But cars and bids has had a number of like safari builds or whatever for Cayennes or overlanding yeah. builds yeah. or whatever. So. Yeah, especially like those first gen ones. Those ones are, I mean, you can buy them for pretty cheap now. Uh, yeah, those you can find pretty easily in Colorado as well. What the Cayennes? The first gen Cayennes, yeah, you can find them because they have um, that. I believe they have like a bunch of off roading capabilities that the newer ones don't have, um, or maybe that have just been made difficult to like work on. No, it's not that. They're still difficult to work on. Um, but they had... Well, like, because the, the early 955 Cayennes, which is, like, the first generation, which is, like, 2003 to 2010, mm-hmm. um, had, like, selectable four-wheel drive. And yeah. I'm pretty sure that... They also had I don't front, know how... I'm I don't, pretty I sure they had front and rear-locking diffs also, which the newer yeah, ones and don't, I don't have. I don't know how... Yeah, I, I genuinely haven't been in a Cayenne past... I think 2010. I don't think so I've ever I w- been I in a Cayenne. Oh no, never mind. I was in a Cayenne Turbo once, like when I was in middle school or high school. But I I drove one when I used to work at um, the airport rental car place. Hmm. Uh, we had like one in the fleet, and it was the fastest car in the fleet by some margin. And hmm. it may have had a governor at 155. I may or may not have learned that through the application of physics <laughs> <laughs> yeah allegedly maybe uh who knows oh air water is what the second day is called nice um really i, I really don't know creative. why they didn't just call it well they could have just called it vasica coat <laughs> and, and like because because <laughs> yeah i think that the reason they said that uh the guy that puts it together is a, a racing driver uh by the name of patrick long and he was like that was a little too on the nose yeah yeah um so it sounds like the second day will be a little bit more relaxed and apparently it gets a little rowdy like people show up and there's like you know there's a couple breweries on mare island uh, oh cool this is taking place um so it, it should be pretty cool i'm excited to go i'm hoping that i'm able to get the boxster into luft like get a, a spot in the show that'd be cool because nice. i'll be there on road and tracks dime well oh, man, yeah. maybe not their dime but for them yeah right, doing work right. for them right uh we'll see i don't know they're also sending farah so oh that'd be cool maybe... <laughs> maybe, they're, maybe they're like yeah listen we already have everybody we need there yeah get some quality <laughs> time with farah in dude Maybe, uh I, who knows um maybe uh, i guess bring his uh because ba- doesn't he have like a baja 911 or he did at one point no he's sold that I oh think, he did and okay. now he's got that um pink one the frozen berry mm. whatever it is gts with the demand motor in it yeah um, oh that's actually i'm hoping i would i would hope i get to see his car i'm sure that it'll be on display i'm really curious about those demand motors i won't get to see it yeah but because porsche yeah right um who knows yeah we'll see but yeah we'll do that and then back down the coast and then i'm gonna get around the rockies so i'm for sure bringing the car home on its own four wheels uh because i figured out how to get around the rockies without too much hassle are you gonna put uh aftermarket wheels on there for winter oh but like like the summer you're not going to i didn't know if you're going yeah so i'll burn through the all seasons and like you know, like I we we have another car, 
so if it's if it's winter time like and it's really snowing mm. we probably wouldn't take my car no the porsche you know so you like, wouldn't even take in that bmw like, buy... even if you still had that most likely no nah, there would be days when it snowed and i'd be like i want to drive yeah uh, i guess yeah it's also a lot heavier uh, than that fucking... the, yeah and it was fun yeah. that car was fun in the snow i because yeah. i even if i like turned the traction control off i had gotten familiar enough with it by the time winter rolled around yeah that like i kind of knew what it was going to do if it was going to get a little saucy with me right um you know that's kind of the the big reason that i don't want to drive this boxster over the rockies is is just a lack of experience with the car and in loose conditions yeah so instead uh i think my dad might come with me I oh, want cool. I want I want a human being to come with me just because I think it would be more entertaining because I know I'll get bored in the car. Yeah, yeah. Um, well. You should come. <laughs> mm, I don't know how much like, I I've really been telling want you to... for like two weeks. I know. I just don't really want to spend uh, eighteen hours in a boxer in a car with me. Yeah. No, it's not or in a, a car with you. It's the <laughs> car. I think boxers are great, but I think I would get sick of being in that one or in a yeah. boxer for. Well, so we're definitely going to find out how the seats are. <laughs> yeah, and that I, I just don't feel uh, – I don't think they're going to be great for Maybe hours. we can finally get that Yellowstone trip under the belt this summer once I'm back. Yeah, dude. If uh, Well, if the if Ford wants to let you take the expedition up to Yellowstone, that'd be cool. Oh, yeah, we got to check on – we gotta make plans. We'll have we have plans to make with press cars now, people. Uh, because I have another plug. Oh, their server's down. Yikes! Internal server error. Uh oh. Oh well. Um. Yeah. Is it? Are you getting the? Uh, which one are you? Are you getting like the expedition? What is it? Max or something? Timberline. Oh, Timberline. That's okay. that's their. I haven't done the research. I I know yeah. nothing. I, it looks like their pseudo off roady one. Okay. So if you yeah. need an expedition but want a Bronco, okay. Maybe that's the angle here. Is if you need the or cargo the capacity of the you expedition, want a Bronco, but you really need an expedition. You really need the expedition. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, hmm. to polish off the Boxster angle, uh, I'll I'll get around the Rockies by going down to Sedona. Oh, okay. And I'll stay in Sedona for a day or two and like do some hiking, maybe a little bit of mountain biking if my dad comes with me because that's more his thing. Yeah. Um, you know, and he's getting old. I, I probably only have a few more seasons of mountain biking left with him before he starts hurting himself. Dude, your dad is not that old. I mean, like yeah, he's but like he's 90. Yeah, but like, you know, when I say a few more seasons, like I'm not a competitive mountain biker like he is. Um, you know, not yeah. competitive in a sporting sense. I'm not very good at it and he's very good at it yeah well, so by the time i like catch up you yeah. know yeah uh, and spend a couple summers down exactly right. um so you know do that in sedona and then sedona to albuquerque and albuquerque home and that gets me around the rockies yeah. uh and that way like if it snows because it'll snow in arizona new mexico this time of year uh, occasionally they're kind of getting their last few little gasps of winter down there but like it'll melt within the next few days. It's not like I could like get stuck in Aspen for a week or whatever, yeah, you know. Right. So, yeah, that's how I'll get around it. Nice. But yeah, that expedition Timberline. Um, I'm curious about that. I'm very curious about yeah, that. Yeah, it'll be what interesting. Have... Um, my parents I... had an expedition that was like their car when we were growing up. So I'm kind of curious. And an older like... one. I think, well, I mean, it wasn't old when they bought it. It was like almost. Well, yeah, like, but... yeah, I mean, they had it for years. Uh, yeah. I think they got rid of it when I was in high school, and they, my dad bought it when I was maybe five or six, seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was like seven. You uh, buy it new? Uh, it wasn't brand new, but it was like only like a year old. Close. It was yeah. like a year old, so it was like probably like a rental car or something, you know, and they bought it right after that. But that was like our family car up until um, I think I was in like high school because I learned how to drive with that thing. So it was after I had already <laughs> gotten my license. Um, so I'd be kind of curious to see what the newer ones look like. I, I've seen them on the road, but I've never like been inside one or anything. So um, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool. That That's coming. Um, the XM. Oh, the XM, yeah. XM Watch. is coming up. I only get four days on that. You only have four days with the XM. It's hot. Yeah. I bet yeah. you. I bet you. I get to do another three day alone in the M2, like I did with the Z. Yeah, 
Yeah, M2 makes sense, though. I mean, so does the XM. I mean, the XM is... Uh, Hot. Yeah. For well, better or worse. I think at, at, at the end of it all, I think, of, like, BMW, it'll be a good car for BMW eventually. I think that the initial... I think the design is terrible, but yes. I think that eventually all the tech, the interior, I was watching Doug's video uh, and fell asleep admittedly probably 10 minutes in, but um, the interior is super to nice. Get 10 minute, Doug needs to get 40 minute videos into the first 10 yeah. so that I can like get through them before I fall asleep. Right. Yeah. I and mean, and... he just needs to like read pages from the owner's manual for the rest of the video. Yeah. Cause I'll be sleeping and I won't care. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, the, uh, I wasn't going to say, um, the performance is insane. The interior is super nice. Um, they just need to figure out the outside of the car. I think the interior looks kind of cool. As much as they're getting shit for their exterior design, mm -hmm. I think that the interior is kind of neat. Yeah. Um, like, the X7 was admittedly a pretty ugly car. It's not as bad in person, but it was pretty ugly. It's a weird-looking car, though. Because I've it seen a few really of them weird. in person, and it's just, it's weird. But the interior is really yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, and I mean, my buddy's got, uh, an M3 on loan right now, uh, out in LA and same story. Yeah. He's like, the interior is like dynamically, like for a driver, like yeah, if you want to drive awesome. fast, like it's, it's perfect. Yeah. Um, but then you get out. Yeah. Well, the funny around. thing is, is I think the only, the only EV right now, or like sporty EV that actually probably... I would say across the board, everybody really likes is probably the Taycan. I think the Taycan is probably the only one where universally people like really like the design. And even the, uh, whatever it was, the Kona. No. Or not the Kona. The, the EV6 GT. That's a great looking car. Yeah. But I'm just saying universal. But like, I shouldn't have said the only car, but I'd say the one that I think that I think of the most is probably the Taycan. But yeah. At least, in, especially when you go to, like, luxury. But then again, with EV pricing, they're all fucking luxury. So. Luxury, yeah. Yeah. That I just cannot get over how nice those were. The, the Hyundai Kia EVs. Yeah. I really liked the Kia, uh, the EV6. I really, really liked it. There's one... Am I getting it? I don't oh, know. Is there I another think one coming? Be... Well, yeah, the GT. Oh. The GTs are making the rounds. Oh, I thought that was what you had last time. No, that was the wind, remember? That oh, was the, like, yeah. That was some weird middling trim. I can't remember what the specs on that were, but it was yeah. some, like, weird middling trim. Um, And I I think I ended up kind of saying, like, you should just maybe get a few options instead of the wind. Yeah. And definitely skip the color it was in because it was in that really gross cream color. Yeah. But, I mean, the interior was super nice. I really like the infotainment system. Um. The screen was super nice. It's the infotainment system is really nice until you get a G90 and you go, oh, it's the same. Yeah, wouldn't that be a letdown for the G90? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. If you yeah. get in the G90 and you go, oh, it's the same, and you go, oh, it works really well, but you're also like, mm, yeah, this is also in like the K5. Yeah, yeah, I don't know, but but I mean, like it's it works. The G90 is so good. Yeah. So redeemed. Yeah. I mean, the G90 that's, also That's just the car I wish I could be driving things. back from LA. As fun as I think it will be to do all that time in the Boxster, <laughs> I really wish that I could be chauffeured back from Los Angeles in the backseat of a G90. Yeah. Yeah. Because Jedi Fallen Order comes out the week that Lift Get Cold starts. What was that? Week after next? 29 is the first day of Lift Get Cold. Oh, the 29th? Oh, so it's yeah, not. That's month. like the end of the month. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, tomorrow is crunch time. Tomorrow we're gonna find out if I buy a car. Yeah. Uh, uh one, two, yeah, like three weeks. Yeah, that's not bad. Three and a bit weeks. Not bad at all. Twenty-seven days. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that'll be a good time. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Porsches will be. A good I'm. Time. Yeah, I'm curious how it's going to be. I'm really kind of nervous about flying with the cash. Don't fly with the cash. Why would you? Yeah. Why, why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. I'm thinking. I, I just, I that just occurred to me. I probably shouldn't. 
Yeah, I don't. I I, I wouldn't play with that. TSA is gonna see me and be like, "You have to step." Why out do you have twelve thousand dollars all in ones? Hey, it's in hundreds. <laughs> okay, sorry. Still, why is it all saran wrapped? <laughs> <laughs> around your midsection yeah what what are you what are you doing yeah <laughs> yeah what is the sketchiest this way this is I can not bring the, Wolf the money Wall for the Street, Porsche dude. across yeah <laughs> across state lines <laughs> yeah jesus no what you gotta do is just put a die pack with it so like when you get checked at security you know you lift up and the yeah. die pack explodes and whatever <laughs> Throw my shirt up and just yeah, gotcha. Ink on someone. Yeah, <laughs> you made me ink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yikes. Yeah, I, I should probably deposit that money. Yeah. I, I would... really what I what I'm worried about is getting extorted on the weight of my baggage because I'm obviously gonna bring like some more involved tools. What tools are you bringing? I uh, just like some, you know, a couple basic ratchets, like an, uh, uh, you know, a drill just to like, you know, like, fuck, what if like a radiator hose comes off on the side of the road and I have to, you know, put it back on and I don't have pliers to get the clamp back on yeah, or something. Enough. Yeah, that you drill know, will like, be helpful so I... when the radiator hose comes off. Whatever, like, pick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I also don't know, like, I, I'm going to put a radio in it before I go. Um oh okay yeah that's fair yeah i found these continental makes one that looks like kind of oem enough and it's just yeah. like a little single bin unit which is which lets me keep the cup holders oh cool um yeah the one which i think will be nice for this in there or there two? Hey, two whoa whoa really yeah they're right above the up. uh you should just google it real quick they're like right above the um let me take a look the single bin radio and so i'll get to keep the cup holders and because it'll be warm, I'll have the AC on, so I'll, the AC will blow on the cups and keep the drinks cold for me. All right, let's see this cup holder. Nice. They look really flimsy. Oh no! Oh Jesus! That's, those are those are uh, like half cup holders, in that you have to drink half of your drink before you put it in there. Yeah, to account no, for it, it, it doesn't inspire. Just looking at it, it's a great degree of confidence. No. no. Um, there's a lot of inserts that you can get though for your um, uh, center console. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it's right in the way of the armrest and the shifter. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. It also. Wait, I mean, the then, console, then you yeah, no you longer have a center console, so I don't really know Correct. how useful that is. Um, yeah. But the what I it. think is there's a company called Patina Handle, and they make cup holders for cars that are dumb and impractical for people yeah. that insist on using something like that every day, like me. Yeah. They make them for like a bunch of like uh, older Porsches, like pre well air cooled Porsches. Um, so a bunch of air cooled Porsches, some of the older BMWs. Like I bought one for my M3 when I had it. Yeah. Um, and I'm what I'm hoping is they seem to be pretty universal because you, you you just kind of take the uh, one of the seat rail bolts out, you know, the one closest to the transmission tunnel and bolt the thing in. So I'm hoping that, you know, in between like the rail and the seat yeah, rail yeah, yeah. bolt. Yeah. And so hopefully I, I can get that in there and I'll have a cup holder that's not immediately above all of my car's sensitive electronics. Yeah. Because remember, the climate control panel on those is kind of angled a little bit. Yeah. And so if something comes out of that cup holder, it goes straight onto the climate controls. Yeah. Oh, no. So I don't really trust them that much. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I but mean... I'll put a radio on it, but I think that I'm, I'm just a little worried about, you know, getting uh, eaten alive on the weight of my baggage, because I'm going to have some tools in my bag. Yeah. In addition yeah. to, like, what may end up being two weeks worth of my belongings for this right. drive right? and the work surrounding it. Cause I have to bring a camera. Right. I'm going to have to check two bags. Probably it's going to be a lot. <sighs> I think it has two trunks. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, does it, it has a rear trunk. I knew yes. it had the front one. Yeah, I... dude. Did you not? Yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, it just had the front just the engines one. in the middle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, there's like you can do the old you know bullet fit golf bags dealio back there really oh i didn't even yeah. realize it was that big oh it's big they're big the, the, there's a reason that i kind of landed on that instead of buying the world's nicest miata which would be about the same money yeah 
I guess you get a uh, little bit more storage. I mean, I don't. I can't imagine that Frunk is really doing a, a ton, but the boxers are bigger than you think. Um, at least enough. for like a small convertible road, so they're longer than you think. More yeah, importantly, sure. Yeah. Um, so the front trunks are actually pretty sizable. They're not as well, big as. The if I'm not mistaken, but... they're like almost the same size as like the 911. Like they're almost. They're almost. Not, they're not. Well, they use a bunch of 911 pot. The doors, the front yeah. fenders. Well, a lot of the. I yeah. actually think most of the front clip. Is, including is the front may be 911 yeah. yeah so it might actually be as big as the 996's trunk yeah i trunk. don't think it's as wide though and there's something else i don't know but i'm sure it's narrower right it's it's just overall a smaller car well and it weighs probably a lot less yeah so okay. but a lot of that's probably the engine yeah. so well it's the same it's a little bit smaller it's it's bored in there's you know, it's a two seven instead of the nine elevens had three twos, I think, at yeah. that time. Um Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean it's got two trunks and I think you can fit like a pretty good sized backpack in the front, and then I'll have camera gear in the other bag in the in the trunk. Uh, and then if my dad comes with me, we should be able to fit his little, you know, weak bag in the back trunk. Yeah. Have you found a source for like a hard top at all? I don't know how much I'll need one. No, I know. I just didn't know if you wanted to get one. You know, no. I would like to, but I mean, they're a lot easier to pick up than like a Miata hardtop. Oh, they they're are. just as expensive. Yeah, okay. They're like two thousand to three thousand dollars. Yeah, plus paint. Um, oh, that doesn't include I, paint. That's just prime. Yeah. Oh, that's just well, no, that's not. That's like a secondhand one. You, I maybe you could order one from Porsche, but I wouldn't want to because I'm sure it's dumb money. I just didn't know if they had like a you know someone like an aftermarket manufacturer of them that just made them and just primed them no i don't think so so i mean you'd have to get it stripped and then paint it again mm. to match your car so yeah it would probably be a good bit of money to do that yeah yeah well yeah so i mean i know but i, I wonder I, how much value though it adds to the car though you know cause people you know, list them for i mean it's what you pay for the hard top basically Oh, so it is really what I've seen. Well, I guess that's good because at least you wouldn't lose any money. Exactly. You're not gonna the hard top is not gonna detract value from the car. Yeah. And it it won't make it you know, it, it makes a positive impact if you turn around and sell one of these. So like I might want one in the future, but like I kinda wanna just see how much I use it over the winter first and then if I can justify it, or if it's not even that bad in the winter, like I may not. Like Yeah. Uh, you know, like I have a friend who's got a TT, you know, our friend has an Audi yep. TT and like he has you know, it's a soft top, and they didn't even make a, a removable hard top for those cars. No, for that generation that he's got. Hard tops. They never made a removable. I mean, coupes, obviously. Yeah, they but they coupes. didn't make, you know, it was either a coupe or a convertible, and I don't think you could order the convertibles with a hard top, at least not for the generation he's got. Yeah. So, like, I... And, yeah, obviously, like, caveat being, like, his TT is a 2014, you know, so it's a whole 14 years newer than this Boxster. Um, yeah. I'm sure convertible top technology has come quite a long way. Yeah. That might be what I do is see if I can find like a, a more modern updated convertible top to put in it. Hmm. Someone has already retrofitted one into the car I'm looking at buying. What is they retrofitted in there? Uh, cars before 2003 or 2001, I can't remember which, had a plastic rear window. Hmm. So this one has and a then glass? Glass one? with a defroster. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. So we'll have to see if someone wired that up properly. My money is on no. Well, they probably took it somewhere and got it done. It, I guess yeah, that isn't necessarily. Portion people, it's it's if there's one common trend, it's that they don't do their own work. Yeah. So you're right. Maybe a shop did do it. But that doesn't necessarily the mean that the they car did doesn't really job. come with any maintenance records prior to me, which sucks. Ooh, that's a little. What about, have you seen, like, the Carfax yeah. or anything? Not that that would necessarily give you... There was, like, some... Uh, there was some rear-right quarter panel damage in 2006. Oh. So, so it was... That's the thing with Black does minor cars, on the Carfax. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, I would obviously be a little bit worried if it were anything more than that or more recent because the engine is back there. Yeah. Subframe componentry, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, like... It was 2006. I would think that if there's anything wrong with it, it would have made itself known by now. And so I'll, if there is, I'll hear about it in the inspection. Yeah, right. Well, the other thing I was going to say is like the problem with those cars and, and Miatas, especially ones that have been owned primarily by elderly people, the problem is is that because they've been driven so little, there's almost mm -hmm. no service history. Not because mm -hmm. they didn't take care of the car, but they just didn't drive it enough to 
service it <laughs> like, yeah like exactly. you would a regular car so even getting that service history sometimes isn't even like it doesn't really do anything yeah we'll see i mean like i they're, they're bottomed out so like as long as i take care of this car i should be able to get my money back out of it when i go to sell it i don't this isn't like a car that i think i'm gonna keep forever you know yeah like i'll probably end up selling it to well, it'd be something. a fun car to have for you know a couple of years and then yeah or, you know that's why i may not even want to buy winter tires just use up the all seasons and throw some ps4s on there and like yeah be done yeah yeah i know one of these days i'm gonna have to rival you and get something fun to drive because as much as yeah. i love my escape um you need some escape from it yeah, I've been really toying with the idea of buying a Miata. I'd really like to get a Miata. I really want to get a convertible to drive around because the summers and even the springs in Colorado are just so fucking nice. And so yeah. I'm routinely driving. Like today, super nice day. 70. Yeah. It was our first like, real consistent 70 degree day. Yeah, I was driving around earlier yeah. today in my car, and I was like, man, it'd be, it would be, feel awesome to have a uh, a convertible yeah. or something. You know, and I, and I looked at that Z3 that had the hard top not that long ago, and I – it was just kind of at a bad time, you know, for me to try to buy it or whatever. Yeah, because so, that was pre-house. That was right as we were just gearing up to, like, actually start looking and stuff. So, obviously, yeah. I don't want to go out and finance something at the time. Uh, I also wasn't sure whether or not we are going to have a garage at the place we were buying. Uh, luckily, we did end up getting a house that has a garage. Um, so, I'm a little bit more comfortable with buying something extra um yeah we just didn't know what the parking situation was gonna have be. somewhere to work on it can yeah. you get a hose out there can you wash your car out there yeah there's a hose uh oh, right nice. by the front door yeah because there's that garden that's gonna area be as you walk in so that you gotta water the plants somehow no yeah that's fair yeah so yeah that's having a garage to detail your car in is fantastic not having to go to the pay wash is i did it today i did beautiful. it today it's, this morning. Oh, it's so great yeah yeah well, it's super nice. I can bring the vacuum With all out that there. ammo stuff you never gave me to try. You can do it. It's in here. I have it. It's down right here. Now that you have it, yeah, when I get the Boxster back. Yeah, I mean, you can we'll, come to my house and we can wash the car. We'll do it, yeah. So I want to put it on stands. And I want to do the wells. I want to do, like, the wheel wells. I want to take the wheels off. Yeah, I got to get – I got to call I got Because I got to figure out how to get that car in the air anyway. Yeah, I got to – call one of those junk removal places uh and have them come out and get all the random shit that the sellers left in the garage oh is it like full no it's not really full but there's just like a big ass like old wooden bookcase that's in there that what we don't need uh there's like just some like scrap wood that we don't want or need for anything Uh, my parents might take it as like firewood or something but who knows when they're gonna come and get that but i'd like to get that cleaned out sooner rather than later so that I could, for one, I want to build a bench, and then I also want to get some storage <clears throat> for, like, car detailing stuff. I have all my sockets and wrenches and all that stuff, so I want to get all yeah. that stuff out of where it's currently being stored, which is essentially in my office and put right. it outside. Um, you so. should definitely try and... I, I That's going to be the problem with the Boxster. That was kind of a hard left in the middle of the thought, but... I whatever comes back on this inspection, mm-hmm. I guarantee you I'm gonna have to correct the paint. Yeah, maybe, car. probably. Unless, yeah. unless like the guy the dealer bought it from did it within no, the last year. Doubt that it. car. Yeah. 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 That well, reach out to McGuire's, you know, see if they want to be helpful. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Do you still I have still any other like, stuff? So much. Oh, nice. Okay. Cool. That's like I like asked them repeatedly. Um, context mcguire's when i was just starting out kind of sent me a bunch of detailing stuff i was like you want to write some reviews and yeah. i wrote a couple and they were like way more happy than i thought they would be with yeah. it shout um, out to mcguire's man would it be yeah, a man, day one Mc- supporter yeah mcguire's hooked Maybe we me get up. the pod uh, sponsored by really mcguire's cool. yeah right <laughs> uh their wax is actually like their yeah, no, compound I mean, and polish like you, i use you, you spoke very highly which i was surprised by uh because they sold it at the target that we both worked at um and so i didn't think that they would have <laughs> like a very good too long before they sent me the yeah shit. <laughs> yeah not that long before so i was like yeah. well they sell it at targets so i don't know how good it's how really good gonna can be. It be and yeah. then you told me you were like it actually works really really well you know for yeah. what it is and you know yeah. whatever so i they gave you a really cool backpack well, that's why too, i wanted to try you too. a bunch of ammo stuff yeah that's the that's the press car back then yeah sorry what were we saying but you have that ammo stuff 
yeah and i think we should do like maybe we should use the boxer as like a uh guinea pig know, yeah and like yeah you'll correct you know like correct a, a panel with the ammo stuff i don't have any of his oh you don't maybe i have to i have to, have to double check but i know i have lather Should've... which is their interior cleaner that i have uh, i have I three have cleaner for mcguire's i have three different compounds i think one of them is a leather cleaner the other one is just like an all-purpose like interior cleaner and another one is something else maybe one is a paint corrector or something i don't know what it yeah is. i, I want to buy some it. of his like um restore stuff the trim stuff oh yeah yeah because the intakes on those boxers are always faded yeah um and it kind of seems like his lasts a long time yeah i mean you can buy those from anyone but yeah his seem to work super well i mean then they are supposed to work for like six six months i think yeah our buddy just uses tire shine yeah well i think it's pretty much the same thing i don't think it's really that different so. Well, if you ask Priscilla, it's different, but like right. most people. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's some chemical difference. I'm saying I just don't think it's really that different from tire shine. Yeah. I mean, that's what I've used for if I like really need to get that trim looking nice. Yeah. I use tire shine. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, the, a, a lot of the detailers that I watch on YouTube, you know, Ammo and uh, Detail Geek or whoever else, they all use kind of the same. And they all, it, it's all the same. But yeah. Yeah, it we'll works see. good. It looks super nice. So that's yeah, yeah. So I mean, by the next time we do a show, we'll know if I'm buying this car or not. Yep. Or you may have already and bought then, it. No, because we better be doing shows more frequently than that. I would hope. Um, I'll. I mean, I'll have put a deposit down so that I could fly out there and you know. Give oh, okay. Money. Yeah, I thought that you were because what I was thinking. I didn't realize you were going to do a deposit, and then I thought you were just going to send him the money or whatever. Yeah, he's see, he's been really good to work with so far. Nice. Um, yeah. Well, I'm not going to shout him out just yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll we'll see how the rest we'll of this transaction goes, but right. like so far, he's been pretty cool to work with. He was even like, "Hey, like if you're that nervous, go do your Lufka cult thing, and then drop it back at my shop because I have a wholesaler shipper that I work with." Yeah, I do wholesale shipping with them, and like I'll send the car back to Colorado after you, and you can just get on a plane. That's super dope, um, dude. What which a good was guy. super cool of him. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. well, I mean, if he's been this cool so far, I'm pretty confident about how this car's gonna look. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's priced pretty good, so all right, we'll see. Yeah. Right. But, yeah. Seems like a good know. good guy, willing to take it, you know, wherever you want for your free purchase and stuff. Because I know some dealers are kind of like, well, we could do it. Here. Yeah. I, I mean, well, like <laughs> if he had said no, that would have been the end of it. I wouldn't yeah. have bought a car that i couldn't have a uh, especially that i was going to drive you know in excess of two thousand miles immediately yeah right like that's more driving than i do in close to a year in my personal cars because the press cars i mean even me i don't really i do do five thousand miles probably at the most in a year in my personal cars if i'm like getting a bunch of press cars yeah i mean given my job and that i work from home primarily i mean i'm maybe only doing probably around five or six i guess maybe if you yeah we gotta pump those numbers up yeah i know those are rookie numbers well yeah but well i think that's a good that's... i think that's a good place to end yeah me too end that's on. all i had cool yeah i don't have anything else um cool yeah we'll catch up next week and figure out what the deal is with your hopefully your new car hopefully and, my new car uh, then go from there but yeah yeah anyways guys we appreciate you watching as always thank you always Hit that like button to subscribe smash it destroy it we appreciate you Take it easy. Bye.